hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Be The Vibe Radio with your hostess, Chrysalis Sun. And it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've done an episode. Today is May 4th, 2022, which means, dun, 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 another episode of Why in the Sky. Yeah, we left y'all hanging last month, our bad. <laughs> Who am I here with? The one and only Shaman Hands is in the building. Yes, and we have a special guest, Nugget, back here. Um, Nugget is officially, no, almost officially six months. Six months, yep. He's over here on, on his little tummy, scooting and, and trying to crawl, so you may hear him in the background. You probably will hear him in the background. You're definitely going to hear him in the background. Because <laughs> <laughs> this boy has been fighting a nap for the last two hours. He is a master at fighting naps. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yep, he's pretty good. There he goes. <laughs> so yes, Why in the Sky is back. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Why in the Sky is our monthly spiritual and astrological forecast where we let y'all know what to expect for the month based off of the astrology, based off the tarot pool. Um, again, we left y'all hanging last month, and we are very sorry about that because we know April was a little bit much. It was enough to leave y'all hanging. <laughs> That's what April was. Oh my god, I, it wasn't our intention. We we I pulled cards and everything. We fully meant to record, but just life and April, and I'm realizing that. This is a theme. Like, I think this is the second or third year in a row where we've missed April's Why in the Sky. is just something. Really? Yes. It's just something. I'm going to go back from the episodes, but it's at least one month in the springtime, and it's usually April mm. where we end up missing a Why in the Sky and not being able to record it. It's just something about that airy season that is just like... Uh-oh. <laughs> hurting, hurting feelings over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I ain't gonna lie, Aries. Y'all are not my favorite. Y'all, Ooh. y'all are not my favorite. Y'all. Uh-oh. Y'all could be a little difficult. I know you know I'm biased. My ex-husband was Aries and he ruined it for all y'all. It's getting ugly. Yeah, so getting but, ugly uh, early. Yeah, but uh some of y'all are cool. Some of y'all are real cool. When you're cool, you're real cool. When you're not, you're not. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the month of May has a very strong Aries theme to it. It does. It does. Very strong. It definitely does. And um, we're actually in the month of, let's see, we're leaving Taurus season mm-hmm. and entering into Gemini season by the 20th. I feel like missing all, like, April, we end up, like, skipping over, like, so many Zodiacs. <laughs> <laughs> By missing that one month, it's like, that escalated quickly. We went from, like, Pisces to, like, Gemini season. Yes. So don't worry, Aries, you will still get your shine. We got a lot of Aries things to say <laughs> about May. Yes, yes. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce myself for those who are tuning in for the first time. I am Crystal's son, a.k.a. Latoya Thurman. I am the content creator and hostess for Be The Vibe Radio. I am the proud owner of Simbi's Conjure Shop. I am Nugget's mommy. He's over in my arms trying to crawl on me. Um, I am a Olorisha. I am a Hoodoo practitioner. I am an author. Teacher, uh, crystal connoisseur, I am a Reiki master, 
just all the things off the top of my head. So that is me. Mr. Shaman Hands, you want to introduce yourself to the people? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, Shaman Hands, um, ironically, I'm also a shaman. Uh, Reiki practitioner as well. Certified holistic health practitioner. Certified wellness uh, product consultant. I am a registered in... in um, Certified metaphysician in the World Metaphysical Association. Proud father of Nugget. Um, what else? Teacher. Um, lover. Fighter. Aww. Not an author yet. I don't know if I'm going to make it to that point, but we'll see. Um, a lot of other things. Astrologer, of course. Astrology minister. Healing hands minister. Quantum healing product creator. Root worker, Aparisha. Okay, that's that's it. We're gonna get <laughs> gonna get along with the show, guys. We've got long um, credential lists here. <laughs> so yeah, just just uh, keep dropping enough to let y'all know that we are uh, knowledgeable enough to talk about what we talked about today. So with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and uh, forego the rest, you know, or introductions. We think we've introduced enough. And get right into the uh, today's episode. Let's do it. So the pool for the month of May was very straightforward. Um, it was so straightforward that I ended up with only two and a quarter pages worth of notes um, for the interpretation. Um, and I love, you know, straightforward, um, you know, pools. But at the same time, what ends up happening with these is that it doesn't really leave a lot of wiggle room for us to kind of, you know, move, maneuver through. A lot of times it's just, you know, straight up energy that we have to deal with, you know, whereas, you know, sometimes we'll have months where, you know, things kind of will go depending on our reactions or the energy we put out. But with the more straightforward pools, it's more so like, this is what it is, deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, the main themes for the month are um, pessimism um, and dealing with negative Nancys. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, the negative Nancys are going to be coming out the woodworks. People, you know, who have this energy of, you know, the glass being half full. Um and just overall, just people just kind of being in a funk. So that's going to be like a lot of the energy that we'll be dealing with um, within ourselves and just within the collective consciousness. Um, but also, the biggest theme will be balance, intuition, um, escaping, and releasing baggage. So the first card that got pulled was the Five of Cups. And it, I actually can't even recall the last time I've seen a Five of Cups in a reading um, for the Wise and Skies, if I've ever even seen it. Um, but the Five of Cups, typically in a traditional deck, you'll see a guy um, who's standing by a riverbank, kind of just like looking all sad at the river. Um, and behind him, there's like five buckets and... Three of them are overturned and, you know, spilling out the contents um, of the water. And two of them are completely full, but he's too focused on the empty um, buckets as opposed to even focusing or considering that he still has 
two more buckets that are full. This is the energy that everyone's going to be on this month, right? Mm. <laughs> Just kind of looking at what's lost rather than looking at what has been gained. Um, again, looking at it as the glass is half, you know, empty rather than the glass being half full. Um, and people kind of just being kind of self-absorbed because that's also what the five of cups energy brings is a level of self-absorption, um, a glass half full mentality, um, being ungrateful, um, definitely almost kind of glass being, half empty, right? huh? Glass uh, half empty, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You say glass half full. Yes, glass half empty. Okay. Thank you. Thank you cause for that clarification. You're welcome for that clarification. <laughs> um, so, yes, you know, I mean, we, I'm seeing it right now with Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Nugget is fussy right now. He's he's being pessimistic because he doesn't want to take a nap. But, um, no, I'm just throwing that in there. <laughs> but anyways... Um, but yeah, just a very big, ungrateful type energy going on, um, lack of gratitude and just, you know, basically this energy of people not seeing their blessings, right? Um, not seeing what is there in front of them, being too focused on what is not in front of them, right? Um, so a lot of the biggest challenges that we'll have for the month of May will be coming from um, our own pessimistic thoughts or people, like I said, the negative Nancys, <laughs> right? Um, another aspect of the Five of Cups is being stuck in emotional loops because that's the other side of it. You know, like I said, you have this guy who is, you know, looking at the river, you know, just kind of like lost in thought, all sad, you know, and just all in his feelings and a lot of times what that represents is just us being stuck in these emotional loops where we're playing scenarios over and over again in our minds um, of the past, right? So just be wary of that this month, which is interesting because really May, you know, is not a month that typically brings that kind of energy. You know, like when we think about it being, you know, we're full into springtime, um, almost, you know, getting into the summer it's warm, you know, the birds are out, you want to be outside, it's more like an active energy, um, more sunlight and things like that. You don't typically find this type of energy um, of just kind of this 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 down, um, depressed kind of energy. You don't really see it for the month of May. So I find it to be very interesting, um, especially when you get into the other cards that are present that I'll go into that are in direct opposition of this five of cups. So it's going to be just a very interesting um, month in regards to just these, these oppositions. Um, the other aspect of the five of cups is being a prisoner to your own emotions or the emotions of others. Okay. So this is actually going to be important when we talk about another card a little bit later. Um, but it gets into this theme of baggage. So, you know, the Cups is a very emotional card. Um, and, I mean, because Cups is, is our feelings, right? And a lot of this month's... Um, a lot of this month's messages are about releasing baggage. So the Five of Cups is basically inviting us to release emotional baggage tied to either ourselves, our own emotions, or the emotions of others. 
so the next card that showed up um, for this month is the Six of Swords. And so, you know, we have a very um, interesting cup card showing up. And now we have this sword card. And, you know, of course, again, swords is air. It rep represents our perceptions, the way that we think, um, the stories that we tell ourselves, our mental perceptions. And, um, you know, this card is bringing messages regarding baggage. Um, so, again, it's supporting that Five of Cups energy in regards to releasing baggage, but on a mental level. So you have one, you know, message of the Five of Cups where we're being advised to get rid of any emotional baggage or not being a prisoner to our emotions or the emotions of others. Um, and then you have the Six of Swords that's coming in that's furthering that message by saying, you know, also release any baggage connected to our thoughts and our our and our, and our minds. Um so the biggest thing with the Six of Swords is that it's basically saying that, um, you know, we definitely, regardless of how things look for the month, we have the ability to escape, you know, but we can either escape or we can be stuck in whatever is going on. And that is completely based off of what... Um, what we're thinking and how we're thinking, how we're choosing to, to think about the situations that we're in. Um, so basically, you know, you're, you can either, um, you're the baggage could either be your, your, uh, prison or it could be your liberation depending on how you're handling it. Okay. Mm. So, um, this month really is a good month to just look at all the things that you feel like that are weighing you down. OK. Um, and, you know, you can have a really good month of evolution and growth if depending on how you utilize um, or how you sit with the, the thoughts that you're thinking and the emotions that you're feeling. Right. I'm taking my time. So I'm trying to be very careful with this because this is a very important aspect of the month. Um, regarding how we're thinking about things. Because again, the five of cups is about self-absorption and, you know, you know, that pessimism. And it's the emotions that come from being negative or that pessimism. But the six of swords is the actual thoughts that are creating the pessimism. It's the roots, you know, of that pessimism itself. So the Six of Swords is a really strong and important energy to examine this month. Um, because again, it can either be our prison or our liberation, depending on how we are choosing to think about things and process things. Okay. Um, so basically what the Six of Swords is saying is use the energy of air to cut through your baggage. Like it's not even so much about going through and emptying, you know, like piece by piece, unpacking your baggage, so to speak. It's more about just taking that sword, one of them six swords, and just cutting through that bitch and letting all that shit just spill out. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, use the energy of air to cut through that baggage. In other words, use your mental capacity to 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 dissect what it is that you're feeling um, and what your, your current experience is. Um, and if you are able to do that, then you have this opportunity to move away from situ from that, you know, the situations that you don't want to be in. Um, so 
you know, this is month has a wonderful opportunity for you to really fully pull yourself out of whatever you are have been stuck in, you know, and it's been weird, you know, like beginning of the year, you know, we started seeing like these, these major breakthroughs after a year or two of just like the stagnation, but it's almost like these start stop type of situations like it's like okay like it's starting and it stopped and then it, it's mm-hmm. and then it start up a little get up again and then it stop yeah. stop you know so this month the six of swords is saying like look we can finally fully move past these things and if we can get the momentum again there won't be a stop you know, um, but it all, but it's all again connected to how we're choosing to think about things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the six of swords, you know, with, with that is bringing peace it's bringing harmony. Um, and in, and in, and in that it's also bringing new experiences and, you know, because again, you know, we can have actual new experiences that we are, you know, we find ourselves in, or we can be in the same experience, but just, but just, we are, um, or we can be in the same situation, but we can experience it in a new way because of simply by the way we're looking at things. So that's what that six of swords is bringing. The six of swords is also suggesting short, journey so don't be surprised if you go on like a short little journey this month i'm not saying it's a good month to do it (laughs) i'm just saying like you may find yourself um taking a little trip you know to you know the next city over or you know um you know going on a little road trip or um you know visit you know visit whatever like little visits little short trips no long term like no long distance traveling it represents just short travels and short distance traveling Mm -hmm. okay uh oh, I feel like shaman hands. He getting excited. Um, I mean, I'm not excited about it. I'm just, you know, I always see what you're talking about and what the planets are saying. That's so what just, I mean. I'm just agreeing. Because you leaning in. I'm not in. excited about it at all, actually. The more I'm talking, the more you're leaning in. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I can I can tell you ready to jump in to talk about your part. I'm ready to say a little something. A little something. Okay, well, I got three more cards, and then you can say a little something. something. Take your time. <laughs> okay. And actually, before I do that, let me go ahead and take a little break. Let's 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 slip in a little a little commercial, uh, commercial break. Commercials. Here we come. When I first started Therapeutic Vibrations and made it an online business, I never thought about a brick and mortar. But as my customer base grew, so did the request for a physical store. And from there sprung the vision for Simbi's Conjure Shop. But I didn't want to open just any metaphysical store. I wanted Simbi's Conjure to be a representation of Black Southern spiritual practices. And that's exactly what I created. Simbi's Conjure is the only hoodoo shop in Atlanta and features herbs, crystal conjure oils, spiritual baths, wellness teas, books, incense, and more. So come see us at Simbi's Conjure for all of your hoodoo and metaphysical needs. We are located inside the International Discount Mall at 4140 Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. The last couple of years have been tough on everybody, and I mean everybody, and it's been really hard trying to get your life together when you're not sure what to do and where to turn or how to go within. But that's where 
divinations come in. Tarot readings by the Bearded Witch Tarot. You can find her at Simbi's Conscious Shop if you're an Atlanta resident. Or you can add her on Instagram at her spiritual store, Psalms and Conjure. Click on that link and book her. Why? Because she reads you to truth and not filth. She will help you to find solutions that's coming straight from the source, straight from your benevolent ancestors and spirit guides. You want to get your life together? Book a reading with the Bearded Witch Tarot. Enjoyed that little commercial break. Got your, got your water. Got your, your mind right for the rest of the, uh, this uh, tarot portion. Um, support local businesses, y'all. That's all I got to say about that. Yes, do that. Yes. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good, very good thing. All right. So it's interesting. Um, the next card that we have is our only character card. Um. For the month, which is the Knight of Swords. And the Knight of Swords, I think this is the second or third month in a row that this Knight of Swords has showed up. He actually showed up for last month's uh, pool for the Wide and Sky that we didn't do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was also um, a part of March or even February's um, pool. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that this Knight of Swords keeps coming up. But in this month, it specifically is referring to messages from the youth. So, you know, we know that for those who know and study tarot, knights and pages represent the youngins of of the of the uh, court cards. You know, the kids, the children, the young adults. Um, and so the Knight of Swords is representing, you know, well, the Swords itself is representing like messages, communication. Um, so the Knight of Swords is representing messages from the youth. Um, so it's very important to pay attention to what the youth are doing and saying this month, okay? There'll be a lot of messages coming through, um, probably a lot of things that we're not going to want to hear, it's, you know, things that, you know, probably get them kids in trouble with their parents, you know, but it's not just the kids that are speaking, it's spirit that's going to be speaking a lot through the youth this month, okay? So don't disregard what the children are saying um you know try to try to pay attention to what the kids are telling you and don't just disregard it because it's going to be some very important messages coming through from for you from you know for, through your kids um especially those who are through the youth especially those who have children okay um wow. So, um, so that's the main message that the Knight of um, Swords is bringing. Um, the other message is to expect the unexpected. So the Knight of Swords kind of has this rebellious, um, you know, uh, kind of like an Aquarian type of energy of just like this quirky, rebellious, um, you know, switch up kind of energy. <laughs> So um, that's also what the energy the Knight of Swords is bringing. Um, so, but more specifically, this unexpectedness will come from the messengers. So basically what they're saying is that a lot of these kids is going to be shaking up shit for the month of May, but it'll be necessary. And I have a feeling that it's go- the reason um, or it's going to cl- be clear why this is happening in the next months to come, um, because the rest of the cards are not saying why 
it's important right now for the youth to be shaking things up. It's for a purpose, but that purpose has yet to be revealed. Mm. So it's something to kind of pay attention to going into the months of June and July and possibly August. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if I started seeing like kids doing more protests, like protesting again happening, and then it being led by youths and children and stuff like that. Wow. Um, but again, you know, pay attention to that because if that happens, then pay attention to what types of movements that these children are participating in. And that'll give you an idea of what the energy is for the collective consciousness, what needs to shift and evolve, right? Um, so um, the other aspect of the Knight of Swords is, is that this will be a month where sudden truths will be coming to light. Okay, so, you know, we get this a lot that happens throughout the year or every so many months, you know, um, things will be illuminated, you know, so I want to say this is the first month since January where we've had this illumination energy going on. Um, so it's about time. It's about time for secrets to come to the surface. Now, don't be surprised if it's your kids and the youth are the ones that are telling you secrets. That's the other thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So watch what you're doing <laughs> around your kids because they'll be the ones to get out in public and be like, oh, mommy was, you know, doing this or daddy was doing that, you know. So if you don't want to, if you don't want so, yeah, watch what you're, you're saying and doing, you know, in front of the kids, <laughs> okay. Um and so um the other aspect too is um you know again the knight of swords is representing people right so whereas you have the five of cups i mentioned earlier that is representative of the pessimists and the negative nancys um that is more so the energy that people are going to be in for this whole month right um, but the Knight of Swords is the actual characters or people themselves, okay? So whereas, you know, Knight of Swords represents actual tangible people, um, the Five of Cups is representing basically the energy of the collective consciousness, okay? So, you know, there's going to be a lot of energies of, and, well, let me back up. With the Knight of Swords, because it's a character card, um, you have the, the the positive and the negative aspects or the positive and the shadow aspects of of those of that character, right? So, you know, at the at his or her best, the Knight of Swords represents somebody who is determined, um, driven and clear thinking. Okay. So those are the energies that we want to stay in um and that we want to exhibit as characters, you know, within this month, you know, in in terms of the Knight of Swords. However, on the flip side, the shadow sides of the Knight of Swords is someone who's dramatic, impulsive, um, and gets bored easily, you know? (laughs) Um, Somebody who, um, you know, they they accomplish one thing if they they finish it, because sometimes, you know, they don't always finish what they start, um, and then they just want to immediately want to go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You know, um, and that, you know, it's that's an immature way of, of going about things as is, you know, that's just the, the, the dynamics of night, the court of the knights. Right. Um, is that 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 level of immaturity that that is that's just going to be there because it's a knight. It's not a king or a queen. They haven't mastered, you know, their particular suit yet. So that's just the, that's just there. So we want to make sure that we're not. Um, that we're balancing out these energies that we don't find ourselves being dramatic, being impulsive, getting bored easily, you know, because what I 
see is that I could see that happening and then uh, that leading directly to that five of cups energy, you know, of being pessimistic, being a negative Nancy, right? Um, so, um, and the shadow side of the Knight of Swords is indicative of or indicative of the characters that will bring the most trouble for this month of May. So if you find people who are dramatic and impulsive and get bored easily, um, et cetera, those are going to be the people that bring you the most trouble this month. And if you're that person, then you're causing trouble for other people this month. <laughs> you got something to say, Mr. Mr. Shaman Hands? I'm just taking my time, keeping it all in check. I don't know what I'm saying. I have, <laughs> I have absolutely... <laughs> No idea what I'm talking about right now. Oh my goodness. Oh I'm my... tired, y'all. Yeah, we uh this new parent thing, we still getting that together and um we finally I'm about to fall asleep in my chair while uh, she talking. <laughs> we finally got Nugget uh situated, uh got him down for a nap. Um and uh yeah, we <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's gonna be a separate podcast <laughs> episode is being a new parent. <laughs> but yes, I'm I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm here. <laughs> All right. So the last two cards I'll go into um are uh, major arcana cards, you know. So these are the cards that are bringing that energy of things just kind of being final like that, you know, ain't, ain't much we could do about it this month type energy <laughs> is coming from these two cards. But it's interesting though. Um so the first, well, the cards that are showing up, the major kind of the cards that are showing up are interesting. So the first one is the lovers. And I, again, this is another one I haven't seen in a while, um, is the lovers card. Um, you know, the lovers are directly tied to, you know, that penis energy, um, you know, definitely all about balance, um, especially between, you know, the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Um, so, but the biggest thing or the biggest message that the lovers is, is bringing for this month is to examine and bring balance to our relationships. So the lovers card, whenever the lover card shows up, it's always inviting us to look at our relationships, you know? So there'll be a lot of things coming up in relationships this month. Um, this actually goes back to that five of cups and that six of swords energy of examining baggage, because if you are in relationships that you feel are, are baggage or bringing emotional baggage again, you know, one of the earlier messages was to not be, um, you know, bound or be, um, you know, stuck, um, I want to use the exact words I use. Um, not being a prisoner to the emotional baggage of yourself or others. Well, then the next thing to look at is your actual relationships, which is what the lover card is 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 inviting us to do, right? Um, so you know, look at those and examine those. Um, you'll see a lot of that coming up for this month, just opportunities for you to really kind of look at all of your relationships, not just your romantic ones, but any relationship where you are um, in cooperation with another person, because that's what the lovers brings. It, it, it brings the injury of just collective, you know, cooperation between two or more people, but more so specifically between two people. Um, the other thing the lover card is suggesting we do this month is engage in activities that are both masculine and feminine. You know, make sure that we're balancing out 
our feminine, um, divine feminine with our divine masculine. Don't lean too much more to one or the other. And really the lover card is saying, don't lean too much more on, on one side of anything. You know, the, the lover card, in addition to the temperance card, are all about the middle path. You know, the middle path, the path of least resistance, the the, the, the most balanced option. Um, definitely not want to do one extreme or the other. OK. And if you're able to do this, it'll it'll help with some of the um, uh, uh, contradictory energies that are kind of stirring things up. Right. Um, have patience. This is especially important with the Knight of Swords. So if you are an you know, adult or a parent and you're getting, you know, read for filth by your youth or they tell on your business or they 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 calling you out, you gotta have patience because you know all that is necessary. And just patience in general this month is extremely necessary. Um mm. another thing the lovers is suggesting is there may be an unexpected union. Um, or unexpected partnership or unexpected proposal, hmm. you know. So um, don't be surprised if you see a lot of people getting engaged this month or going into like these random par business partnerships or randomly opening businesses together. Um, you know, don't be surprised if, you know, you have some family members that kind of pop up out of nowhere, um, you know, wanting to make amends or start a relationship with you or, mm. you know, whatever. Like that's that's also the energy that this, this lover's card is bringing. Um, and lastly, um, the lover's is about trust and cooperation. OK, um, so complete trust in yourself, complete trust in your your partnerships and your relationships and cooperation, you know, within those realms. So this is an energy that's going to balance out just kind of the the unsettledness um, and the instability that the five of cups, six of swords and nine of swords brings. So, you know, out of all these cards, I would say the lover's card and the five. of No, the, the six of swords are the most important for you to examine and really the lovers and the six of swords. Yeah. The lovers and the six of swords. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was almost going to say the five of cups, mm -hmm. but I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Mm -hmm. You want to, you want to lean in on the lovers and the six of swords in order to bring the most out of this month. Mm -hmm. It's the little bit that you actually can do to kind of work things to your favor. Hmm. Okay. And lastly, we have another card that I have not seen in a long time is the star, um, which is interesting because honestly, I don't think I've seen the star show up since before 2020, 2020, um, hmm. because the star represents our guidance and our intuition. And a lot of that has been messed with over the last couple of years. Oh a lot of that's been interfered with. Um, you know, a lot of that has kind of, um, you know, been attacked, essentially. So a lot of people have been walking around here the last couple of years just lost in the sauce, right? Um, but now the star is showing up. And not only is it showing up, it's showing up and right side up. So that's something else I haven't had in a long time that, you know, I haven't had a, a tarot pool where every single card is right side up. We had no reversals this month which is really good, right? Mm. Um, so that means that, you know, the cards are balanced, um, you know, even though they they can be kind of contradictory, there's still a certain level of balance going on. And then you have the star to top it off. So the star represents our guidance and our intuition. So in traditional decks, you will see 
you know, a person out um, at night or in the woods and there's trees everywhere, they can't really see it and you'll see the North Star above. It might be the brightest or the only star that's up in the sky. And they're using that star, you know, in order to find them, you know, guide themselves out of this, this woods, you know? Um, so what this is saying is that this month, um, you kind of almost can't look at, you almost have to step away or step back in order to get the lay of the land for you to be able to pull, you know, move yourself out of, you know, where, you know, out of your situation or move yourself towards where you want to be. Right. So, it's what this is saying is that the woods are so thick right now that we really can't trust what it is that we're looking at per se, mm. but we can trust our intuition if we use it unwaveringly and um, without what's the word um, without compromise. Mm. So trust your intuition this month without compromise, because honestly, it's the only thing that's going to get you out of these woods. That's basically what the, what the the star is saying um the star has a very piscean energy to it um <laughs> so it's kind of like that but more so like you know that that um not the illusion but it's actually that you know it has a piscean energy in, in regards to like almost like a dreaminess you know um and that um real strong psychic uh uh indication but it is very um uh the guidance is very um real right because you know we talk a lot about Pisces energy being about illusions but the one thing that's not an illusion in this card is the um the guidance that you're receiving mm. okay so trust it mm. um lean in on your spiritual cord and your ancestors this month um you know do things that uh, promote your psychic development and practice different different divination tools. You know, meditate, um, connect with crystals, um, go out in nature and spend time in nature. Uh, use your oracle cards and your tarot decks and do your dream journals. Um, but you know, the more but the thing about the north, the, I mean the star, is that whereas you could definitely get your messages in your dreams, the star is actually tangibly in the sky. So you want to more rely on your waking state intuition and as first and primary, and then maybe your dreams as a secondary, because um, you as a secondary um, guidance. Because you know, not that your dreams will be incorrect this this month, but you know, you want to focus on the guidance that's going to actually physically, truly pull you out of you know the woods. I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I, I mean, it makes sense to me. Okay, I want to make sure. So it's not about the dreams. It's about what you're getting in your waking state. So for that reason, you definitely want to do engage in activities this month that will enhance your psychic development. A oh, quick question. Mm -hmm. So if some, I can hear somebody asking this in there, like, while they're listening to you. So if somebody does have a dream that seems like it has a lot of messages in it, then what do they do with that if they're supposed to focus more on the waking state stuff? Confirm it. We practice with your, your divination, like, you know, pull cards or oracle cards or do a pendulum, you know, yes or no pendulum swing or... To you, get more clarity. To get more clarity. Practice gotcha. that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like mm -hmm. merging the two. Merging the two. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, because a lot of times this month, your dreams may have details may have missing details so you may get messages in your dreams but it may be some missing details 
So you want to kind of further, um, you know, like you, like you said, merge it mm-hmm. to get all the things that you need. And that way you have all the information that you need to be able to move forward. Um, gotcha. So, you know, the star is basically saying that, you know, bringing messages of hope, faith, divine inspiration, and spirituality, right? So it's directly opposing the Five of Cups because, you know, the Five of Cups is all about being pessimistic and being self-absorbed and, you know, being negative. But the star is coming in and saying, no, like, have hope, have faith, you know, connect with that divine inspiration. Things are not as bad as you think they are, you know. So the star is coming in with this energy to remind you, remind you of that. Hmm. You know, um, and then lastly, the star is um, bringing this message of um, telling us to make sure that we shine this month, you know, hmm. share our gifts with people, with the world, you know, um, creatives maybe have more ideas this month, you know, so if you have ideas to paint or this song that's in the back of your head or, you know, this this project that you want to do, this this artistic thing, do it, you know. Um, this is not the month to hide because, you know, first of all, the Knight of Swords, you know, energy is not going to let you hide, first of all. Um, so you may find people that come to you and they give you platforms to shine, you know, because, you know, this, this month is all about truths coming to the light. So, that's the healthy aspect of that is allowing your hidden talents to, to, to shine and come to light. And then people coming to you, supporting you with these platforms for you to do so. So, um, you know, take it, take those opportunities. Hmm. So interesting. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the pool for the month of May. So I think we're going to do a little, uh, let's do a little interlude. We're going to do interlude. Okay. All right. Interlude time. Sounds good to me. Serenades of sunsets can't rewrite regrets, simplify concepts, or erase the debt of gratitude. When you're too low when your attitude to charge your latitude, you feel like food. And I bet you're thinking that you lost your way. Brain full of thoughts, but not a word to say. Too caught up in the world to have the urge to pray. So you splurge and you purge your life away. There's a better way if you believe it so Sometimes you gotta feel you can't just know Another time you need another set of eyes To incentivize, to energize that love below Somebody sees the God in your image Even when you're broken, shy and timid That Mary J love uptown with no limit Only way to get out is to get up in it Jordan, peel your own onion Labor unnecessary cares and assumption Concern yourself with conservation less than consumption Less the clock that you're punching and more the reason for the function Life's a calculator risk but you can solve it hands free Evaluate it off hand speeds And specifically what the land needs Narcissistically reap what I sow and what the man breeds And man we found one hell of a family Pulling coattails and hamstrings From land boats that flow well to Camrys We band together on the gap outstanding scientific Typically speaking, on that Coldplay, nobody said it was easy. OJ, okay, 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 you ain't gotta be lost to find your way. Just thank you, Heavenly Father, for shining your light, for shining your light. 
is my turn. It is your turn. What's Pass going the mic. on? Pass the mic. I'm here, people. How you doing? <laughs> Everybody okay? <laughs> they gonna be. They gonna be. Oh boy. All right. Here we go. So quick recap. Um, for those who didn't know, in case you didn't know, because we didn't talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> towards the end of April, um, actually the very last two days of April, we had uh, Pluto turning retrograde on the 29th of April. And then the same day we had Mercury entering its home sign of Gemini. And then the very next day, April 30th, we had the first of two eclipses. Dun, dun, dun. So that means, folks, we got the second one coming up this month. So that was a solar eclipse ending out the month of April. And then we've got a lunar eclipse ahead of us. So here we go. Let's talk about May. You Let's ready? Let's talk about May. Got your seatbelts on. So today is actually, what is today, the 4th? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we're recording this on May 4th. So we actually already missed one of the major events that happened this month. Um, interestingly enough, it is Venus, which you talked about so eloquently, my dear. Well, thank you. And Venus is actually having two transits this month, which is pretty rare. Um, And one thing that means is Venus is flying right now. Venus is moving very fast. Uh, It just went into Aries. It was in Pisces. Ended out the month of April in Pisces. And it went into Aries on the 2nd, which was this past Monday. And we had a lot of interesting alignments with the moon on that same day. Um, But we won't get into all that because we want to keep it simple. We don't want to overwhelm y'all with too much stuff. But just know that Venus is now in Aries. And it's going to be in Aries pretty much the entire month of May, all the way up until the 28th. So we'll talk about uh, Venus some more. But first, let's talk about the big one. The big one. Yes, it is that time again, folks. Mercury retrograde. Yes, indeed. And you've probably already been feeling it quite a bit because we actually entered Mercury's shadow period on April 26th. Which was, let's see, last Tuesday. So think back to Tuesday the 26th. And that may explain some things for you. Because that's when Mercury started going topsy-turvy officially. And um, he's going to actually go retrograde next Tuesday. May 10th. At 7.47 a.m. Eastern Time. And not only that, we've got Jupiter making a transit also into Aries, joining Venus on that same day. So this is a extremely potent Mercury retrograde, people. Partially because Mercury is in its home sign. Like I just said, Mercury went into its home sign on the 29th of April, last month. And so Mercury is in his home sign, going retrograde. It's going to eventually go backwards, back into Taurus, where it just came from, before it got to um, to Gemini. And then it's going to turn around and go back forward in June. 
uh, on June 3rd and then make its way back towards Gemini again on June 13th. So this means that the entire month of May is extremely centered around the idea of review, reframing things, going back over things, having a second chance, if you will, not necessarily to completely get it kicked into full gear, but to like start picking up the the clues and the notes and the directions and, okay, how do I do this shit over? Because a lot of what we're facing this month has to deal with um, Gemini energy, Aries energy. Actually, let's go in order of the, the signs, the way the signs are actually in order in the zodiac. A lot of this month has to do with Pisces, Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. Like, all four of those signs. And actually, as a matter of fact, on the day of the retrograde, so that's, again, we're talking about uh, May 10th, right? The day that Mercury goes retrograde, we got a ton of stuff going on, ton of things going on in Pisces, Aries, and Taurus. And, again, Mercury's in this home sign of Gemini, and Mercury rules Gemini. And Mercury is the planet that's going retrograde. So you got Mercury, like, literally at the end of this huge line. Like, if you think about, like, a line of planets, like, all in a row, starting from Pisces all the way through Aries, Taurus, all the way up to Gemini, Mercury is the last one. So Mercury is going retrograde and about to go, like, backwards, headed back towards not all of those planets, but in the direction of all of the planets. And it's going to hit um, Taurus, which the North Node is in Taurus right now and going to be for a while. The sun is in Taurus right now, and Uranus is in Taurus right now. So that's a lot of energy to shake up things. Um, the North Node, of course, is the direction that our soul is focused, or the direction, another way of saying it is, it's the direction that, our, that we want to put our focus in order for our soul to be happy with what we're doing. So, um, and we spoke about this, I think, when we talked, when we did the, uh, what was it, the March? The March mm-hmm. forecast, how, yeah. you know, the North Node just recently um, shifted signs. So the North the or the nodal axis, which is the North Node and the South Node, is now highlighting the signs of Taurus and Scorpio, with the North Node being the Taurus and the South Node being the Scorpio. So that means that in order for our souls to be happy, and this is everybody, Nugget agrees. <laughs> Remember, folks, every time he does that, that's that means you need to consider what I'm saying with extra emphasis. So with the North Node being in Taurus, that means that in order for our souls as a collective to be happy, we need to be focused on Taurus things, which are, honey, our quiz, (laughs) Taurus. Our values, our possessions. Hey, there it is. Keep going. Pleasures. Yes. The senses, the five senses, yes. which brings back to what you talked about, the physical things, balancing things out with paying attention to the physical side of things. All right. The joy, um, the monetary aspects of, of things. Um, so your finances, your funds, where's your money? Mm-hmm. What's your money doing? Look at your money. Make sure you're paying attention to where your money's going, where it's coming from. How much money do you have? Do you have enough? If not, do something about it. Please. Like these type of things. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to feel good. All right. Now, 
So that's that's the nodal axis, right? But then also we have Uranus in Taurus, which has been in which has been in Taurus since, if I'm if I remember correctly, I want to say all the way since 2017. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while, and it hasn't even made it like halfway through Taurus yet. So Uranus moves slow, and Uranus is the, the shaker upper. Uranus is the um it's actually halfway like right in the middle of Taurus now it's at 15 degrees so um it's the, it's the planet that causes the sudden unexpected changes right the shock uh the surprise the you thought it was going this way but now we're going this way or we weren't going that way at all to begin with we were going this way the whole time surprise like <laughs> that type of energy <laughs> And this is in the realm of all the things that Toya just described, money, pleasure, joy, personal possessions, values, all of that, right? So we're going to cons- like consistently see a continuous shaking up and redirection of all of those things um, for a while. But this particular month, we're having a big push towards the review aspect of not only these things, but all things that have to do with Mercury and Gemini energy as well. So information, the information that we're, that we've been seeing coming through the media and, you know, just in the the global community in general has been like pretty unprecedented. So now we're looking at a period where we are going to have to relook at a lot of that stuff. Um, if not all of it, because like Toya was saying um, about Pisces energy, you know, Pisces deals with illusion and deception and all that kind of stuff. And we still got quite a bit of stuff stirring up Pisces energy as well. So Mercury retrograde is going to last again, just for emphasis, the entire month of May. Once it, once it starts on May 10th, it's going to last all the way through May and it goes direct on the 3rd of June. So that's a lot of review. That's a lot of patience, like Toya was saying. Um, if you if you are going to be finding yourselves engaging in those short trips like she talked about, because Mercury is short trips, um, please be careful. Please be extra, extra careful. Do everything you need to do to set yourself up ahead of time so that the trip is a safe one. The trip is an enjoyable one. The trip is a um, a trip that you want to remember. All right. Now let's talk about the Jupiter aspect of this particular day. Um, and shout out to all the mothers, by the way. Shout out to Toya. She just left the room. So I don't know if she can still hear me, but shout out to everybody who has children, all the mothers out there. Mother's Day is this coming Sunday. Um, and this will be her first Mother's Day. Yay. Yay. What are we doing? What you gave me? Hey, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Y'all trying to surprise this woman. Have you ever tried to surprise an oracle? How many people out there have an oracle as a spouse or a partner? I be dreaming about it. Or a lover. I be dreaming about it. I be doing shit and then she'll wake up the next morning telling me she dreamt about the shit that I'm doing that was supposed to be a surprise. So we're going to see. I got how many days left to pull this off? One, two, three, four. I got four days left. So, yeah, don't dream nothing vivid for the next four days. Can you do that for me? She's not answering. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna just see if this works out, people. Um, let's talk let's talk Jupiter. So Jupiter 
goes into Aries um, Tuesday night. So we got the retrograde starting early morning on the East Coast. And then at 7.22 p.m., we got Jupiter entering Aries. This is very significant. One reason being because Venus just entered Aries. So now we already got Aries energy being stirred up by Venus, which Venus is a planet that can go um, two completely different directions. Uh, A lot of people associate Venus with love, but Venus is also associated with hate. Because it's what you're attracted to. It's not necessarily what you love. It's what you're attracted to or what you are attracting. And we attract things to us by what? By way of emotion. So if you're really strongly feeling a hatred towards something, you're going to attract it to yourself. And that's all about Venus energy. So with Aries being, excuse me, with Aries being the sign of war, aggression, um, you know, everybody's talking about Ukraine now. Everybody's talking about, you know, what's going to be the next move with, um, you know, what Russia's doing, what Ukraine is doing, what the United States is doing in regards to the so-called war that's going on. There's a war on the people. You know, a lot of people have come to the realization now that, you know, these shots aren't what we were told they were. And this is a lot of things going on with war, war, war on all different levels. Right. So, again, Venus energy is going to amplify that up. And we're already two days in. Once Jupiter hits Aries, Jupiter is expansion. So now all that shit is going to expand even more. It's going to grow. Um, It's going to uh, enhance. It's going to spread, right? Um, Jupiter also rules Sagittarius. Sagittarius is, is, is the explorer. So, again, explore and review all the things that you've been told about what's going on right now in the world in regards to war, in regards to confrontation, in regards to anger, in regards to um, what you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? Have you been engaging in what you're passionate about? Have you been putting it off? Um, Have you been rejecting it? You know what I'm saying? These things are going to become more and more prevalent in our physical experience, in our minds, in our dreams, in every aspect of our being. So, there's no fighting it. If you've been fighting it, you can forget about that this month because that's not going to be a good approach um, because that's just going to weigh down on you um, at least for the rest of this month and the mil- and all the way up to the middle of next month. So, okay, so what do we do about that instead? We want to embrace um, the things that come towards us. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily embracing in terms of like if somebody's trying to fight you, you embrace getting your ass whooped. But you embrace the message that comes with it. Like, look deeper than what's on the surface. You know what I'm saying? Mercury retrograde is always about um, messages from spirit being more prevalent and louder. So your dreams are going to amp up. Your um, The messages that you may have already been getting from spirit are going to amp up. Um, they're going to also be easier to hear. So that's another thing. Like, look towards the other realms. To understand what's going on in this realm. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense. For the entire month, people. For the entire month. All right. Let me take a let me take a breath. All right. Pinga has joined the party, ladies and gentlemen. Pinga's our cat, for those who did not know. Yes, yeah, she's scratching it up. Scratch it up, Pinga. Just please try to not meow so loud. Okay, thank you. Now, let's talk about the next big one. So we got, let's see. We got a few, uh, quite a few major events, but 
the next one is going to be the other big one. So we got two really, really big ones. And the second big one is, I mentioned it earlier, it's the lunar eclipse. Dun, dun, dun. So really, like, within a seven-day um, time frame, we got the Mercury retrograde on Tuesday the 10th. And then the following week, that Monday, the 16th, is the lunar eclipse. Um, right after midnight on the East Coast, uh, 12, 14 a.m. to be exact. So um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into um, if we'll be able to actually see um, the changes in the in the light and all of that in the shadows and everything from where we are. But you will definitely be feeling the energy either way. So what is the lunar eclipse about? So for those that have been listening to us for a while, you know that all eclipses have to do with, again, sudden and unexpected change, just like Uranus energy does. Um, but this one in particular is going to be quite different from the last one we just had because the solar eclipse is a new moon. The lunar eclipse is a full moon. It's always going to be like that. It always has been like that. Okay. So what's the difference between new moon and full moon? The new moon is when the moon is where the sun is. The full moon is where the moon is opposite to the sun. So where's the sun right now? The sun is in Taurus. So the lunar eclipse, because we haven't made it to Gemini season yet, the lunar eclipse or the moon during the lunar eclipse is going to be where? Pop quiz. I'll put it as, I'll make that as a pop quiz for the uh, poll. How about oh that? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't use a lifeline or nothing. You said, fuck it. <laughs> Scorpio, honey. Scorpio. Taurus and Scorpio. So she's looking at me like, and you, I'm supposed to know that how? <laughs> So that she, is why you are the astrologer. She knows more than she be she be letting off, y'all. She just she's preoccupied with, with Nugget. That's all it is. So lunar eclipse is gonna be in Scorpio. So again, this highlights the nodal axis energy. So anything that's going on in the sign of Taurus and the sign of Scorpio for a while is going to highlight that nodal axis. So Scorpio is the south node. What is the South Node? South Node is our past life stuff. South Node is the stuff that we have to be extra careful about tapping into because even though we do need to tap into it, um, because we always have to utilize all the signs because they are governing some part of our life at all times, no matter what sign we, we're uh, referring to, the South Node energy is always going to be the energy where if we're not careful, we get sucked into it because it feels good, it feels familiar. You know, we've like quote-unquote master that energy now from past lives so you know when we get into situations where we're just trying to move forward with the stuff that feels good it may be hard to um distinguish what's feeling good because it's just familiar and the stuff that feels good because it's actually what we need to be focused on this lifetime so north node is what we need to be focused on this lifetime south node is the stuff that yeah we can pick it up but we got to make sure we're sifting through the parts that no longer work for us because if we just dive all into every aspect of that energy, it's going to cause us problems because that's not where our soul wants to be anymore. So with the lunar eclipse, and this gets into um, something Toya mentioned, Toya mentioned earlier about secrets being revealed. Scorpio is the sign of secrets. Scorpio is the occult. Scorpio is what's in the dark. So the full moon... That's that's light. 
You know what I'm saying? That's things being brought to light in the sign of Scorpio, the sign of secrets and the dark. So this is what she was talking about when she was talking about your babies telling on you in front of everybody. <laughs> or things just coming to light in regards to secrets and whatever right. aspect of life we're talking about. So you're probably going to find out a lot more about what's really been going on behind the scenes um, with this global situation, this this reset, this everything that we've been told about um, in the media, you're going to start seeing more of what that's really about, especially beginning on May 16th and moving forward. Probably even before that because of the retrograde energy already um, having kicked up. But it's definitely going to like be full force by the 16th, and it's going to carry out further than that. Um, and that leads us up to the next major event, which is that same week, that Friday, the 20th, um, the sun enters Gemini, which again is the sign of information. So everything that's going to be revealed, um, right before, right after, and, and on the day of the eclipse, um, that's going to be enhanced specifically in the realm of information on the 20th. Um, now again, Mercury rules Gemini and Mercury is retrograde. So the sun is going to be entering Gemini, enhancing the retrograde energy as well. So we got a lot of like layers on top of layers on top of layers this month with the same themes, like getting like an extra boost of nitro, like making the things that we were already dealing with, um, like even more of an issue on those specific dates, right? So remember, we got the 2nd, the 10th, the 16th, and the 20th. All of those dates highlight a very huge shift in energy. Um, either a shift meaning like things may like suddenly go in a different direction, or they may get a nitro boost further in the same direction. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, but in Gemini energy is definitely going to be heightened like a lot on the 20th so the retrograde energy is going to be highlighted a whole lot on the 20th and then two days later on let's see that's sunday may 22nd we have mercury as i said earlier this is the day it moves backwards into the sign of taurus so it's transiting into taurus but it's retrograde transiting which means that now this is this is where it leaves its home sign of Gemini. And now not only are we reviewing Gemini things, now we're going back into the realm of Taurus. Like we talked about earlier, the sign of pleasure, joy. This is where all of those types of review are going to get highlighted more and more and more and continue to be highlighted until Mercury turns back around and goes back into Gemini next month. So um, any questions so far? No. All of that's pretty clear. Yeah. Let's go ahead and give them a mental break and mental do some break. announcements. That was a lot. That was a lot. Okay. I didn't I didn't know cuz I'm in a Mercury shadow right now. <laughs> I'm just talking. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. We going to take a break and do a couple announcements for y'all. All right. All right. announcements for may of 2022 so we just got a few things going on for y'all this month first uh shaman hands would like to announce that his bookings are closed for all services until further notice um so 
for those of you who are wanting quantum healing or you know oracle readings astrology readings etc um you will be unable to get (laughs) any appointments with him until further notice and he just advises um or encourages you to um seek other practitioners um for you to book your sessions if you have any questions about recommendations or referrals for other practitioners definitely feel free to reach out to him or myself crystal sun and we'll get you we'll get you uh, connected Next announcement is that Simbi's Conjure Shop will be vending at the Malcolm X Fest this year. So for those of you who live in Atlanta, Georgia, Simbi's Conjure Shop will be present at the Malcolm X Fest, which we are excited about as uh, the Malcolm X Fest is finally opening up to the public again after two years. Um, So we will be present. Those dates are May 21st and 22nd. And for those of you who've never attended, Atlanta's Malcolm X Fest is an amazing event. Definitely um, a wonderful cultural community event. And we definitely encourage you all to come out. It is free to the public. um, shopping's not free, <laughs> but uh, there's entertainment and um, public speakers and such. You know, it's out at uh, the Westin Park. I'm over there in the Westin. So, yeah, definitely check us out. And lastly, we have been working hard on the store at Simbi's Conjure Shop. We remodeled the store um, and have brought in new products as well as started offering new services. And we've also made some additions, um, added some uh, new stuff onto the website uh, at bethevibe.com. So Simbi's Conjure is excited to announce that uh, we are offering a couple of services. Uh, The first one is root working. So we are offering root working services to the public. Um, for those who are interested, you can either stop by the store and inquire, or you can go onto the website, bethevibe.com, um, check out the services link, and there'll be some information on how you can request root work. Also in the store, we were are offering egg cleanses, what we call egg limpias, for those who need to get cleansed and kind of find out, you know, what's going on with you. Um, if you have any blockages or negative energy, um, you feel like somebody's throwing witchcraft against you, etc. We are offering those egg cleansings in store at Simbi's Conjure, as well as new products. And we're actually continuing to bring in some new products. So by the end of the month of May of 2020, you'll see um, a bunch of new stuff in the store. So you definitely uh, want to stop by, check us out. Uh, definitely hit the website, be the vibe.com and see what we got up there. Talking about like hoodoo powders and Florida waters and uh, more crystals. And, um, oh, also in addition at Simi's Conscious Shop, we are now offering dressed candles. So for those who want to come in, if you don't want to, uh, set your own candles up, we are offering dressed candles, um, on the spot per request. Um, and again, that's in store only. So for those who are in Atlanta, Georgia, again, stop by, come see us. Um, We have um, been doing some amazing things at Cindy's Contra Shop. So those are our announcements for you all for May of 2022. All right. So the other thing about the 22nd is we have Mars having a pretty sweet conversation with Pluto. We haven't talked about Pluto in a while, but Pluto's the planet that um, we were talking about 
pretty much nonstop, like all last year and the year before, um, because of everything that was going on in the sun of Capricorn. All of those other planets have finally moved their way out of Capricorn. Um, but Pluto's still in Capricorn, holding it down at the last few degrees of Capricorn, and it's actually retrograde right now. Um, so Pluto is, is going to continue to be in Capricorn for quite a while, um, holding it down um, as it prepares to change signs. But it's not quite ready for that yet. But Mars um, is going to actually be making an alignment with Pluto on the same day that Mercury, which is retrograde, goes into Taurus. Now, um, remember, we were talking about all this Aries energy that's being stirred up this month, right? So Mars rules Aries. And at this particular point, it's not in Aries yet, but it goes into Aries two days later. So it's going to make this alignment with Pluto um, in, pre in preparation to enter his home sign and join Venus before Venus makes its second transit to leave um, Aries. So Mars and Venus have been like, like dancing with each other for quite a while now. They've been kind of like moving through the signs together for a few months now um, and, you know, making conjunctions and stuff. So, um, or making a conjunction as they, you know, one past the other, but they still been hanging out pretty close. So Venus is picking up speed. And now here comes Mars um, lining up with Pluto in a sextile, which is, you know what a sextile is? Okay, she's over the pop quizzes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no more pop quizzes. <laughs> Y'all should have seen the stare I just gave Yo, you. that shit was Scorpio related. <laughs> what do you say, Scorpio adjacent? <laughs> oh, my God. No more pop quizzes. So a sextile is 60 degrees, everybody. So Mercury's, I mean, excuse me, Mars is going to be making a 60 degree a 60 degree angle with Pluto, which is in Capricorn, two days before it goes into its home sign of Aries to join Venus once again. So remember all the stuff I said about Venus, right? Mm -hmm. So here comes Mars saying, okay, that wasn't enough. Here I come to stir up some shit even more. And this is my home sign. And I really know what I'm doing. So look out. So fiery, passionate, um, aggressive, mm. uh, competitive, egotistical Mars is coming into Aries and saying like, okay, Venus, you you haven't done enough. It's my, it's my turn to kick this shit up a notch. So um, consider this to be, a, yet again, another enhancement. This is one of the examples of the enhancement of the direction you're already going in. That's what we're looking at in... Um, Actually, it's kind of a contradiction that the Mars part of it is uh, related to an enhancement of the things that are already happening, like becoming even greater um, in that direction. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. that, that makes sense. But the same day, we got Mercury going backwards into Taurus. So that's like. I mean, I guess that could that could be considered an enhancement of going in the same direction you're already going into, though, because Mercury's already going retrograde before it goes into Taurus. So that's an enhancement of the review. So, yeah, that's 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 a major enhancement of the direction we're already going in just in different ways on that same day. So while you're you're preparing to add to the review that you're already working on and and putting the ideas of money and values and all of those Taurus things in that review, um, that review activity that you're engaging in. 
also understand that Mars is coming into the to the spotlight saying, okay, I'm about to come into the story uh, more prominently as well, and we're going to shake up this Aries energy even more. All right, so be on the lookout for that. And then it actually goes into Aries on Tuesday the 24th um, at 7.17 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then on that day, we actually have Venus making a transit. I mean, not a transit, but a... Uh, a um alignment it's actually also a sextile but this time it's a sextile with saturn so saturn there's a there's highlighting capricorn again so saturn rules capricorn pluto is in capricorn so this is bringing up capricorn energy um really for the first time that that second to last week of the month we're bringing up capricorn energy quite a bit um and so Capricorn is where all of the Pluto things have been in regards to, you know, evolution, you know, worldwide evolution in the realm of structures and systems, um, anything having to do with like, you know, the fruits of your labor, things that, you know, you work really hard towards and then you finally get to see results from it. Um, but on a worldwide, global, like all of humanity type scale. All right. So Venus is making a um, sextile with Saturn. Saturn is the karma, the, you know, the chickens coming home, the rules, the limitations, um, the discipline. So that, that's coming up now. You know, we're talking about discipline towards the end of the month and making sure that, like, you really, if you haven't been up to that point, like, during the retrograde, like, this is the part of the retrograde where, like, shit going to get real, real for you if you're not engaging in the discipline that you've been supposed to um to be engaging in by then, all right, um, with the Venus twist to it, which is, you know, making sure that you're still, you know, make it fun, like, don't just, you know, do a bunch of, you know, uh, don't engage in nothing but, like, boring, um, like, non-pleasurable discipline, you know what I'm saying, find a way to make it fun, like, you know, throw some music on with your exercise, you know what I'm saying, like, um, if you, if you're like running in the mornings, you know, get a partner to run with, bring, you know, tap into that lover's card that she was talking about, you know, make, try your best to make the discipline act, the discipline based activities as enjoyable as possible. Um, that's what Venus is going to actually suggest that you do on the 24th, not maybe so much, maybe not so much before then. But by the time you get there, that's going to help you, like, um, maneuver through all of that war energy. Because while Venus and Mars have been hanging out with each other, they're still very opposite energies. You know what I'm saying? Venus rules Libra, uh, which is all the way on the other side of the Zodiac from where Aries is, which is ruled by Mars. All right. So let's see. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. Um, anything else I want to say about the 24th? We got a lot of alignments going on with the moon that same day, too. Um, Mars is involved. Jupiter is involved. Pluto is involved. Um, Neptune is involved. Mercury is involved. So that's a lot of energy with this, with this Aries transit. Well, excuse me, with this Mars transit into Aries. So it's carrying a lot of emotional energy into that event as well. Mars is. All right. So just be just be mindful that even though 
you know, we got a lot of energy going on in other signs outside of Aries. Aries is saying a lot this month and it's picking up a lot more energy by the 24th. All right. So let's recap real quick and then we're going to close it out. So we had Venus entering Aries on the 2nd. We got the Mercury retrograde on the 10th, Tuesday the 10th. Very following week, we got the lunar eclipse. And remember, the Mercury retrograde and the lunar eclipse are the big two out of all the stuff we um, are, are discussing this month. So the lunar eclipse is on the 16th. Then we got the sun entering Gemini on Friday the 20th for that same week. And then the following week, we got Mercury transiting into Taurus on the 22nd. Two days later, we got Mars transiting into Aries on the 24th with Venus having that good old conversation with Saturn. All right. Now, let's wrap it up with the 28th. This is Venus's second transit. So now Venus is leaving Mars saying, you know what? You can have this Aries shit. I'm done. <laughs> Do your thing. You rule Aries anyway. Have at it. I don't want to go over to the sweet side of life. And I'm entering into Taurus where that's the sign I rule. That's my home sign. So you want to be your home sign? Fuck it. You can have it. I'm going to go in my home sign because I'm tired of all this war shit. Um, and so that's the 28th. And this is going to be um, basically a kind of collision happening between Mercury and Taurus. I mean, Mercury and Venus. Because remember, Mercury's going backwards in the Taurus earlier that week on the 22nd. And now here comes Venus going forward in the Taurus. So, like, now Venus and Mercury actually are coming towards each other and meeting into Taurus um, by the 28th. So Mercury's been saying review, review, review. And then here comes Venus saying, okay, here's why you should have been reviewing things. All right. So depending on how you've been approaching that review period, Venus is going to use that to give you the reflection of your approach. So if you've been approaching it in a way where, remember, we're looking at things half full instead of half empty, then Venus is going to come help make things sweet for you. But if you've been pessimistic, and all of the other stuff Toya was describing, in addition to the pessimism, to, to not be involved with this month because it's going to be easy to slip into that arena. And Venus is going to have a very different side when she shows up in Taurus um, to express itself in your life experience. All right, people? Um, the only thing left we got after that is the new moon on that following Monday, which is the 30th. But we're done with eclipse season by then. There's no eclipse. It's just just a new moon. Um, but that new moon is in the sign of Gemini. So, again, there's Gemini um, highlighting the energy of the Mercury retrograde yet again. But the new moon signals a, a new start, right, a new cycle of the moon starting for those of you that consider the new moon to be the start of the moon cycle. All right. And then that's going to um, carry us out. Um, as we prepare to go into the month of June and as we prepare to finally see the end of the Mercury retrograde, um, just be mindful that as soon as Mercury goes direct, we got Saturn going retrograde the next day on June 4th. So we got a lot, to, a lot of retrograde energy coming, folks, um, for the next few months. We're going to have an additional planet um, going retrograde, increasing the number of planets that are retrograde. Um, and this is after Mercury goes direct. So the retrograde energy is far from over. It's not going to ease up till towards the end of the year. But um, that is your forecast in the stars for the month of May 2022.
How'd I do? You did amazing, and you flew through that. So I guess it was as pretty straightforward as the, the terror pool. It was pretty freaking straightforward. <laughs> Mercury retrograde, Mercury retrograde, Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Oh, my goodness. Do your review and start over with this shit. Oh, my goodness. All right. Or, or prepare to start over. Like, you know, get your shit. Take, take notes on how you need to be doing shit different the second time around. There it is. There it is. All right. All what right. you think, Nugget? <laughs> That's right, Nugget. All right. We That's are right. done. That is the Y in the Sky for May. Hopefully that makes up. We made it up to y'all for missing April. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's one of those months where there ain't really much you can do, but just work with the energy that, that that's given. and Sit down and listen. And if you do that, you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So with that being said, um again, as always, we appreciate you tuning in um and your support. We do enjoy doing the Y in the skies. We and be safe, do. y'all. Be safe because this month is gonna present some safety challenges. So please be safe. Absolutely. All right, so that's all I got. Is that all you got? I'm done. All right. And I'm going to bed. We're all taking naps. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.